sorry. Are we on? Did you just say, are we live? My bad. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on digital stream radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. On today's show, we're going to welcome back the amazing Dr. Evan Goldstein for this month's Tales from the Tale on the topic, uh, well, the topic at hand is going to be the prostate and how that um, happens, well, how that uh works with older men and and how that you know things develop as you get older uh we're going to talk about the good the bad and all that good stuff all of it um on the second half of the show with the great dr evan goldstein but as always my name is tom i'm your host and i'm here with my amazing friends we've got a full house it looks like we're playing poker we've got all our players starting with the first one hey y'all nick or trish and jay bear aka your boyfriend's boyfriend and good to be with you guys it's chris Welcome you all to the dish, y'all. Oh my god! That's right. Chris is here. He's all. We're all in studio. The only one we're missing is Elsie. She uh, couldn't make it, but um, nonetheless, we're excited to be hardcore. All of us here around the table. We've we're celebrating. So here's the the kicker: we are celebrating six years of podcasting and being on the airwaves and on the podcasting services. Uh, we started the show and launched our first episode and well, we recorded our first show on March 6, 2016, and we published it on March 9th, 2016. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, we started doing the live streaming. And so here we are six years later. So Trish, yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I've been saying we should throw in the towel. No! <laughs> <laughs> And, and Jay, obviously, you joined us a lot, a lot later. Um, you know, probably I'm, as I'm we still, would say, I'm still fresh meat. Yeah, you're still fresh meat. <laughs> Are you at a year yet? No, no, but no. she's coming up on it soon. I don't, I Are you sure? Go. Because I didn't have. I'll be a year at the Schubert next month, and you were on the show before I got the job. I mean, he yes. he had been yes. on and off, you know, coming in and doing guest hosting. Um, yeah, and then I did a couple of times, but they, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm probably coming up on that year. Yeah. Shit. Nonetheless, but we yeah. love having you. I'm so thinking a few months. <laughs> I didn't even think that If long you look ahead. underneath your computer, there's an envelope. In yeah. that envelope is a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and boy. of course... <laughs> Chris. Before you hit that one year mark, <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. And Chris, you've you've been on the show since day one. You've taken a couple of breaks because you've been doing school, uh, which we're very proud of. By the way, thank you. Very proud of you. How do you feel? I had no idea that today was six years. I'm very happy that I came today. Uh, just so happened that it's spring break. I mean, not for me, but we didn't have to be on campus today, so. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see my boys. Well, which is good. Well, I'm glad that you came. And, uh, you know, it's been a wild ride. Um, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of, you know, happy stories, a lot of very sad stories. Um, you know, I, we figured we'd probably take the first half of this show and really just go over some of the things that we've done over the course of the last six years. Some of our favorite moments, some of our not so favorite ones. 
and um, yeah, and, and talk about that, you know, and, and just reminisce, right? Yeah. I think it, it would be a great way to to take care of the first segment and before we jump into Dr. G. So um, why don't we toss it over to Chris because, you know, you haven't been here in a hot minute. Chris, um, over the past six years, what are what, are, what have been some of the most memorable moments for you? Okay. Um, oof, so how long moments. do we have? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, definitely. I will never forget. Our first um, fire on the set live during the show, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right around that episode's time. It was probably before episode twenty or so. Um, yes, that was year one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll never forget that. They um, almost burned my house down, <laughs> and okay. we put it out on air as well. Right, <laughs> it was a busy episode. Yeah, I um, remember we were sitting on the table, and um, my seat was facing the outside, or at least my French doors that led onto my my. Veranda, as I called it back then. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm just seeing smoke coming <laughs> sideways. And I'm like, um, That was at your apartment. Yes. Okay. I'm like, all something's burning, and there's a lot of smoke just going through my, my French doors. What's happening? And of course, you know, yeah, go ahead, tell the story. Well, I mean, that's the story. We, yeah. we ran out and put the fire out right. and continued with the show. show must go on. Doesn't matter what if the house fire, is burning. though. It was cigarettes. just cigarettes. Yeah. They didn't, uh, it, in the ashtrays. Oh, the so ashtray. they were just, you know, we all I'm like, heavily. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and we were probably all hammered. So. When we started the show, one of my oh, favorite yeah. parts is that we that. we would do a signature cocktail. And right? we were serious about these for a yeah. while. We did. I mean, for like two years in, even like through some of our election episodes, we were doing serious cocktails. We would get all the ingredients and yeah. then it got expensive. I mean, we were talking about maybe 50, between 50 and $125 every time we decided to do a signature cocktail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, yeah, we got to stop this. Yeah, we're not that rich. And uh, but they we're, were not delicious. rich at all. It, right, I know, right? Exactly. Like, but it, yeah, it was fun. And we had like you know themed cocktails. I remember when we did the uh, mint juleps for the for, Kentucky uh, Derby. Oh my god, right. and the hats. And the, the hats. Yep, yep, absolutely. I remember our first one was in a, a, a rain, arrangement of mimosas. That's that right. was yeah. our first signature cocktail. We called them uh, Bellinis. Bellinis, right there. Bellinis, right. excuse right. me. Right, I remember that. Um, but they, they were versions of mimosas, and they were delicious. And um, and then I remember when we did, my, you know, one of my favorite ones when we did the lychee martini. Lychee martinis. Oh my gosh! Wasn't so that good, Scott? Lychees are good. Is that when we did? I know lychees are my favorite, so that was definitely Maybe one that I would. Yeah, because I love lychee martinis. Yeah, I, I think Scott did like a basil yeah. number or something yeah. like that. Maybe. Um, and it was so delicious. But yeah, I remember. I remember the cocktails. But you know, we're getting older. We can't hang anymore. It was. It <laughs> yeah. was pretty sloppy by the end of the. Episode. Are you kidding? That's where cursive was invented. Right. The term <laughs> speaking in cursive was wrong. invented because of our drunkenness. <laughs> So yeah, we, we we would say and like the first episode, Tom. Can you turn me up? Like I can't hear myself at all. Um, you're one, two. Wait, you're three. The no, you're intern. Two. It's like back. I know. It's like we're back to episode six all over again. Is, is she recording? Is that better? Is she recording. Uh, yeah, that's better. Thank you. So um, so yeah, so and what else? Um, definitely again, kind of reaching back there. I remember, I believe this person emailed us from Middle America. Um, talking about how he doesn't feel like he has community where he is, but once a week he listens with us and he feels like he is part of a community. Right. I, I remember him reaching out to us, and I remember another person reaching out um, I, specifically to me asking about you know music, 
um, some of like composers I liked. It's really just like some of the fan mail from people um, from Middle America. Some of them were younger, and we get emails from people in uh, Man in Cyprus, I believe, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about the lack of community. Like it was that's what was the most mo- like moving part of uh, taking on really going on this journey because that's what it's been is getting people to reach out from all across the globe with us. Well, right. I'm glad you got fan mail. <laughs> she got burned. Oh, so, Trish got plenty of mail. Some uh, of us got hate mail. Uh, a little bit, a little, little bit, a yeah. little bit. Do you care so, to share? Sir, Trish, yeah, no, I'm, share. I'm literally pulling it up right now. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for this. Some of us don't get any mail, so okay. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, no mail's good now, right? <laughs> so two years ago, this is one of our reviews. <laughs> You're new, so oh, just, man. Yeah. I'm so excited okay. for this. The title is "Shut Up, Nick." <laughs> sometimes you need to stop being so full of yourself and speaking in the third person to help the podcast run smoothly i love the podcast but sometimes nick seems so unprepared and it feels like he's forced to participate leave trish at home nick please step it up (laughs) i mean and that's not the only one like i've been slammed several times i feel like they might be like secretly in love with you i think that's that's what, what i think it was it's one of those i'm nah, gonna be mean to you because i'm in love with your yeah. vagina but then you have things like supporting the gay agenda right. from candid comedy to sentimental soapboxes this podcast will help you connect with your emotions and thoughts in a myriad a myriad of moments that may be unexpected but exactly what you need that's um, fantastic yeah. I, I love those you know there are so many i remember ones. we got one email one time and they had mentioned me in a positive way. And I was like, what? <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> she celebrated that for a month. Didn't uh, let it go. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I need you take the wins you, you can get. Right. right. Seriously. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Um, in, in the in the year in and out and some of the guest uh, spots that you've had, any particular things that stand out for you? I So far, I, I didn't even fucking realize that we were coming into a year already. I mean... It uh, so far, I mean, I I think we've had a lot of good communications, uh, a lot of good episodes that have come up. Um, I think uh, for me, one one of the big steps for me was actually like speaking about my experience, my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. and coming out, which I don't think I've technically done in a forum like this before. Right. Um, and to me, it just you know it it was somewhat of a release and a weight off my shoulder to do that. Um, and just being able to come in and, and do what we do on a weekly basis is just, you know, it helps me feel a lot better, uh, mentally some days, you know what I mean? Right. It's you just, empowering. You just need, yeah. You need to be able to sit down I'm, and I'm sure my information isn't always a hundred percent accurate or, or on the ball, but none of us are. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, yeah. we have said yeah. things. We have one of, one of our, our favorite authors who has been on the show multiple times, Hans is never afraid of saying, bitches, y'all wrong. Oh, he's our yeah, fact checker. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's our official, you're like European, like fact checker. And we love him for it. Um, he's also coming out with a new book. He did um, tell I me that, that. Um, he's going to be publishing something new and we're excited. So he'll most likely join us once again on the show. Nice. I'm excited. Do you remember that, that one time we had him on? Which one? Where's, uh, someone forgot to... Uh... Hit record. Hit record. <laughs> and it was like one of the best interviews I felt like we've had. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Like, so when he was visiting two. his family right. and they were all excited about it and they're like, we have, 
can't hear anything. So we literally went through the entire. <laughs> Sorry first to throw you to the boss, but that's memory lane. No, of course. <laughs> we went through the entire first half, had an amazing conversation, and I looked down and I'm like, "Oh fuck, we have to start again." I didn't hit record. Yeah. Did I hit record now? So I have news for everybody. You do, oh boy. Yeah, Jay's first episode with us as a guest host was actually July 20th of 2020. Really? That's yes. about right. But you didn't join us as a like host host. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But um, that was your first show. So that was like, what? Well, okay. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah look at that. Because I felt like you became like a full-time host when I started to have Doing to take time yeah. away for yeah. school. Yeah. Well, Elsie stepped in. Right. And then when Elsie right. couldn't because of COVID, she was terrified. Yeah. Then Jay started coming in because, you know, at some point we were doing virtual, right? We were all Streaming. in our homes. And I remember I sent microphones to everybody's house. Yeah. <laughs> they were all set up. And Elsie couldn't figure the fucking thing out. She was just like, I can't get over it. I I don't know what's happening. <laughs> You're not um, you know, because she is just like a klutz with an Apple computer. And she, her brother gave her one. I don't know why. Because because she just goes bananas. But um, but yeah, we all had mics. And then eventually, you know, we were like, all right, we just, we got to go back into the studio. And and then Elsie was like, nope, that's not happening. And so the show must go on. And so while Elsie's still a valued member of our, our cast and team, um, you know, she she has been going through it and we respect her. Um, I need to recognize the importance of mental health and, and doing things that you're comfortable with. Um, yep. especially right after COVID. And so it, when you can't do something, you just can't do it. Um, but we're yeah. here. Yes. I think COVID, I mean, especially with COVID, that shit scared the shit out of right. a lot of people. I mean, it's, you got smacked in the face with a lot of realities mm-hmm. you know, that people weren't, you know, weren't you, ready for that it. you saw in fucking sci-fi films right. for so many years. So to, to, to add to that, now you take on, Almost everything that you've seen in all these sci-fi movies is fucking happening in real life. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. But yeah, I was freaked out for the first fucking month. I was I didn't want to leave my house. I went and like did groceries for well, like I, six months yeah. and just barricaded <laughs> myself in here. Well, I, I told you guys I went and I bought two seventy five uh gallon tanks of propane and I had three regular twenty gallon tanks and I filled them all up. I told the missus if the gas goes out, we can still cook. There you go. Right. Like I, I was on on panic stricken for like the first month you're like on like, survival mode. yeah survival mode i was like we can we can make this we I'm can go, make this work I, yeah. i'm gonna go get a coop fill it with chickens oh, and just go dude to that was my next that was my next step right i swear to you that was my next step i was like, gonna go get me a couple i of thought chickens. about it but that's a lot of work yeah it is raising, but we were home right. we, we weren't doing right, shit exactly. that would have been perfect no, but, but still but, even then you know raising yeah. chickens is a lot of work you got to worry about you know predators rodents. and rodents and everything and yeah. cleaning up all their poop and <laughs> replacing all of the you know i have two dogs for that shit i've i'm already doing that with my two dogs it's like no um wow wow it's it's been an incredible six years i will tell you wow I will, as i, I was, I was like was your dentures popping out <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hate her i fucking hate he's her he's back but I hate i'm her. back she's back <laughs> i will tell you some of my my not so favorite moments uh in the show um, is our, our clashes between candidates? Um, oh my God, the fights! <laughs> the fights between us, like him being a Bernie fanatic and me being a Hillary fanatic, or uh, anything but Bernie fanatic. Those were very. <laughs> 
intense. And um, Bernie in his hair. Right. But we got <laughs> yeah. through it. I got so fixated. We got through it. We did get through it. We got through there it. Were some, there were some dicey times, but yeah. you know, at yeah. the end of the day, we'd shut the show down, we'd order a shit ton of Outback Steakhouse, and you and I would sit down <laughs> on the couch together, and, put and it like, aside, and chow down on our ribeyes. Yeah. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. One of my favorite episodes that we ever did actually didn't really include Tom, and it was when I was forced oh, yes. to produce the yes, show that by was, myself. Yep. I, I'm trying to remember when that was. I had to me. create like a whole instructional for her how to set up the a podcast. A whole video. A whole video and, and like screenshots and do this, do this, but do this. But she recorded everybody. Yeah, she, she did. did. She did. <laughs> but at the end. I know the end. When we were closing, when he was like, all right, well, y'all have a good night. When they said bye, all you can hear is her go, <sighs> <laughs> well, Accomplished. Was, okay, so it was the first time I ever, ever did the show like right. by myself. And well, with you, it was here. just you and I. I think. Yeah, I think it was just you and I. We no, had a guest. And Meg. Meg was here. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah, that's right. 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 So it was me, I was you and Meg. Right. And I remember we also had a guest. So there were like I had to record everybody in studio, figure out how to record somebody on the TV, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many fucking things going on right now. I can't figure this fucking out. Welcome and then you have to do the content too. Right. But he's been he he had been doing it for so long that it's like second nature to him. Sort of. I mean, we all know. And he, then they right. call me the intern. See how many things <laughs> like I have to juggle. Okay, here's here's this little iPad controls the cameras for our Patreons that see the live stream, or for those who see it after a week after. This computer runs the you know um, Skype if we have a, a guest. Then we had a myriad amount of mixers, which as we get new ones, we have to sort of kind of learn how to use them again. So right now we have this Rodecaster Pro, uh, which does all of our recording, which is amazing. Are we recording? Yes, we are. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, so there's a lot of things. Then we have this computer behind us, which controls this monitor where we do advertising or put pictures of our guests, etc., and also runs our live stream uh, server. So once the shows are published, we put them on the live stream and you can listen to them 24 hours a day. They're, all, they're there. So there's a lot of things going on. And if you open that closet, there's a shit ton of electronics in there mm-hmm. that just make things work so speaking of meg a, i loved having oh, her on the show I know, she was great we should totally call her one day we sh- she bought a house in p-town didn't she she did but then they also bought a home in florida so now they're like snowbirds yeah. can we talk about taking a road trip and maybe recording an episode in florida at their home i mean sure I know she's going to say yes. I love Meg. You love Meg. <laughs> we love all love Meg. Meg. You've never Very met fun. her, but you'll love her. She's uh, instant. She is one of the most amazing, beautiful, like positive energy souls you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. She's great. Even when we were bad mouthing people, it comes through as positive. <laughs> it's amazing. So, but yeah, I remember that. And then I remember, uh, for example, the first time we did Angels and Assholes. Oh, oh yeah. I remember mm-hmm. sitting with you after everything happened and developing that whole segment. Right. It was so. Why don't you tell our listeners uh, if you're joining us today who and you haven't been with us since the beginning what Angels and Assholes was about? Yeah. So um, when uh, Pulse happened, the shooting at Pulse, the club, um, we decided to uh, develop a uh, a segment w- where we basically highlighted what we called an angel or um, one of our fellow community members who um, died in the tragedy. And then also then highlighting um, somebody who voted on uh, voted no to um, gun reform. Um, So it was basically like highlighting somebody that we lost while also saying like, these fuckers need to get it together and saying like, 
yeah, or trying to make a change. But the beautiful thing, another really awesome part of it was we had connected with Melissa Etheridge. Right. And we got to play her song Pulse on the show, which I wish you had it on the phone because we should totally play that today. Um, but it was such a beautiful segment. And when it, it was so long, too. And when it came to an end, um, we were like, well, what do we do now? I know. It, it was... It was really it became part of the show. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right, and so that's how we really. Well, actually, no, we had connected with Melissa before that, right? No, we connected with her because of the song Pulse. Oh my god! Yeah. And I won't forget, like literally. You're, all right, she can record at this time on this day, and I was like, I'm leaving work. Yep. <laughs> we all left and went to top. We were sitting around the dining table, and <laughs> again, I was like, I almost forgot to hit record. <laughs> so we we had a window we had a 20 minute window they gave us a, i think it was like 2 35 p.m in the afternoon yeah. we all booked out of work we all got there i set everything up everything i set up everything the night before when they told us and when i get there we're all ready everybody ready she's calling and i look down i'm like oh shit i didn't hit record and i hit record in the nick of time to be able to catch the conversation was that and before we were doing video calling yes, yes yeah. way before we were only doing the live stream audio mm-hmm. at the time and we were a podcast before it was cool to be a podcast i just want to so say true that. <laughs> so true so right. true and so i remember melissa and then i remember we came she came back to the show mm-hmm. to wrap up angels and assholes yeah um to sort of kind of put closure on it cuz we did it was 49 episodes memorializing 49 beautiful souls that we lost and she sort of kind of just brought it full circle and then i remember one of my favorite moments of that interview with her the second one was when we made her sing the lullaby that she would sing to her daughter when her daughter was little um and that was amazing in itself and um and then there were some other episodes that i remember too like for example we had christine w on the show and i remember the entire episode, we were so like posh and I don't remember everything this. was so proper. And then all of a sudden, like sh- this one here, Trish gets a bolst of like, I don't know, like, let me just say every swear word at once and started swearing. And you can hear Christine W just go silent. Uh, like, I don't remember this. this did, <laughs> I'm going to find it. I swear to God, I'm going to send you the snippet. Uh, um, but I remember that happened. Linda stay. That was another episode. Yeah, that um, was the quietest we've ever been. Yeah. No one silenced. <laughs> no, the quietest we've ever been was during a loke when we did the live. Yeah, oh, that was a live show too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Those but were also, fun. The no, live shows. They were. Mm-hmm. You know, also was really fun when we did the uh, show that we recorded in the hotel in DC. Oh, that was such that a good was, time. We were all like just lounging with a mic in our hand like, <laughs> in a chair. And we great. were exhausted because we had just gone out in the march. Where am I? Uh, yeah, there were no mimosas as promised. <laughs> so, and Trish I remember was that very was, upset. That was an upgrade. So, originally, when I called to make the reservations at the Hyatt Regency and where they do MAL every year in DC, I'd call them and say, "Hey, listen, we're coming in. We would also like, if possible, to have a small conference room where we can record a quick episode of a podcast that we do." They're like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. When you get here, check in. We'll have a conference room for you." We just had a regular room with two double beds and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we don't have a conference room. I'm like, oh, upgrade. Let <laughs> me did, upgrade yeah. you. So we got an upgrade into a suite and we were able to actually set up in the living room yeah. of our hotel room and do the show. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I remember nice. that. Yeah. And um, oh, my God. Yeah. The two Melissa episodes. Then going to Tanglewood. Mm-hmm. This one throwing up in the church. Yeah. Uh, not in a church. Outside of a church. <laughs> 
It was on the lawn. Were you on church grounds? I had to puke. Were you <laughs> on church grounds? Oh, I was on yes, church grounds, no. yes. You, yeah. You puked on a church. My God. He yeah. said in a church. I said I puked <laughs> at a church. In the parking lot. And then like she took a bite out of my Sammy after throwing up and then offers me a bite when we get home. Then I have a video. This was pre-COVID, obviously. Right. <laughs> then I have a video. I'm, I'm, so he decided he you was like going to go into the back. <laughs> he was going to go into the back seat. And I'm like, Chris, there's so many uh, stuff. I was doing construction at the time. And there was just nothing but construction material in the back of my He hops over. Now you can hear his, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and, um, and then when we got home, I literally had to pull him out. Like grab him by his arms and literally just pull him out because he couldn't get out. Mm, yeah. It was fun. It that was, was a fun. That was a great time. Tanglewood was. Oh, good. and we would be remiss if we don't talk about <sighs> the Idiots Radio Show. I'm, I've right. already been waiting to say that. Yeah, one. Yep. like I mean, that was a huge part of uh, you know the beginnings. That of was our first. Gay talk. Yeah, it really was, and that was our first time we went on the road for a show, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, we, we went down into. Mm-hmm. We were making cocktails in the back of Tom's truck. Yep, <laughs> we yep. Were. modeling peaches and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. They show up and they're like, "Oh shit, you guys weren't kidding." <laughs> and their song, remember the song that they um they uh, oh, when the gays come oh, marching in, in, oh when the gays come marching in, <laughs> you'll want to put it in your butthole <laughs> when the gays come marching in. I cannot. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I got engaged to can, our. You can't teach those guys anything. <laughs> oh yeah, you got engaged. I got engaged to our late schmo. That's we love right. you, schmo. Yeah, I know. Rest in peace. And, um, and we wow. didn't get carjacked. They told us at the red light, look both ways and go because we were in the lovely Camden, uh, New Jersey. I remember that. That's right. That's right. Um, oh my God, so many, so many yeah. amazing moments. It's been a wonderful ride, and I'm glad that w- we've all been here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked to some really amazing people. I that's mean, right. We. We really should have just made a list and gone through it. Maybe we'll do that for next week. Because honestly, like, I'm just thinking about, you know, when we had that gentleman from Australia on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. and for, uh, Chris Entwistle. Yep, uh-huh. for voting for... I can't uh, remember. I, I can't believe I remember these names. Yeah. But they're impactful, which yeah. is why you do. Um, I mean, and all the authors we've had on the show. Not like, to mention the people who brought um, marriage equality to the high EU court mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. won, saying that EU nations need to recognize nice. same-sex yeah. marriage free right. mom hugs yep. we, i mean like all we've had some really amazing people join us on the show right it's been incredible <laughs> and it's us but you know what um we work hard uh we you know week after week we do we do this uh and of course we would totally be remiss if we don't mention mama kim and her support and right. everything she's done for the show in the past you know three and a half four years um you know from sending us these amazing little trinkets um to really showing us the love of a mother um, just like she did to her child mm-hmm. when her child came out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she didn't know anything about the community at that point. And through our podcast and through our connections, she really learned how to love her child in, in a way that was different and unique Understand. and special. She's always loved her child. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, right. Understand her child in a different light. And what an incredible and, woman. And then just engage 100% in the community. Right. I mean, she has a segment on gay talk (laughs) 2.0. Right. So it's been incredible. 
It's been incredible. It has been a journey. So here's what we're going to do. So because we do have Dr. G coming on, it's been lovely reminiscing and catching up. Um, We can do more of that on the other end of the show if we want to. Um, But we definitely need to go on break. And when we come back, we're going to have the amazing Dr. G join us. Join us. Look at that. We're already speaking cursive. Just faculties. Uh, So (laughs) we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, all right, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. Uh, we took a little break to sort of kind of refresh our cocktails and do all that good stuff and sort of kind of wrap our head around the first uh, segment, which was, you know, a trip down memory lane. It's been six years for us to the day that we launched Gay Talk 2.0. And so we're all our poker players are in the house. We've got a full house. And now joining us is one of our other poker players who's been a very constant uh, uh, presence on our show for the past four years. Hard to believe it's been four years. No, it's three, two, two, no. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Dr. G. Dr. Evan Goldstein is our guest today. Dr. G, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I can't believe everybody's there. Look at this. Yeah, it's, know, it's, it's like crazy. a whole it's like a poker game. We're all here. But we're all broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So I have to ante up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're gonna try to you know take advantage of the fact that you're here and uh, take you up for everything you're worth. Oh, all right, I get it, I get it. What, what are we talking about? Today? Oh shit! No, you're right. Sorry, 2018, four years, Doctor G. Four years. Four years. Four uh-huh. years. I knew well, I, I, I knew I had the pandemic. To... Like the pandemic, the last two years, See I don't it. think existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were all saying that earlier. So yeah, true. Told you. So, yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible four years and you have really just given us a, a plethora of information regarding our health, uh, men's health, especially when it comes to our buttholes, our buttholes, which is very important. <laughs> and um, we have grown together, right? You've grown your business, something outside of the, the, your typical like office space and, and jumped into, for example, future method, which was something that you launched, um, you know, two years into your collaboration with us. And we're happy to see, you know, how all of us have grown. Throughout all of this process, yeah, so it's I've incredible. grown like that, awesome. but it's fine. <laughs> I think we've all grown like that. And this, and that. yeah, this, that. Our buttholes probably got bigger too. So you know. Speaking of that, though, butthole. that's a perfect segue. Right? Oh, where'd he go? Oh, he's coming back at some point. So I'm I know. Here, here. Oh, oh, there, there you go. The the. the the screen blanked out for a minute. Yeah, for a hot minute. So uh, we are going to be talking about prostates glitch. today, right? We're going to talk about prostates and talk about um, the evolution of the prostate as we get older. And so why don't you tee us up on that? Yeah, so, you know, I, I start to see people, I've been seeing a lot more people that come to me with specific irritation anally. They're complaining of some pain, they're complaining of some bleeding, and they don't know where it's coming from. And then I kind of take a step back and I do the, you know, appropriate sexual history and regular history. And I start to see a huge amount of older guys who were tops in their relationships. And then their primary relationship of 15, 18, 20 something years ends, whether COVID issue, whether, Um, just, you know, someone passes away, whether it's just a breakup that they walk away from it. 
And, and now there's some erectile issues where they're not always able to keep erections. They really, some of them are post issues where they just have, you know, problems from a perspective of finishing. And so they wind up starting to bottom more. And so they are coming in one to kind of talk as it relates to how do we learn to bottom the right way? How do we dilate? How do we kind of use toys and douching and all that stuff? But they all come to me complaining a lot about that pain and bleeding. And then when I look inside, I see that the area that's irritated is right on top of the prostate. And so why don't I just kind of take a step back and we talk a little bit about the prostate so people and the listeners know that the, what the prostate is and why we have it and what, what mm-hmm. we're doing with it. Well, you have but, a question over there, Yell Boy? <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows me very well. Okay. No, well, my thought was, can we talk about, you say older men. So what age, what age are we talking about when we start to see this inflammation or growth in the prostate? It's you. Please be careful how you age us. No. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the, it's, you know, when you look at the, the data, group. right, mostly I would say over the age of 40. Oh, and then as we're and then as we're going from 50s on forward, you know, our goal is each year to get your prostate examined, plus or minus blood work and looking at this prostate um, and the prostate, the function of the prostate is to create fluid. And so when the semen, when the sperm is kind of traveling through from the testicles up and out, it picks up the prosthetic fluid um, and then it obviously gets delivered. Right. And that itself is a huge issue. First off, with bottoming, we spoke a lot of a lot of bottoms that will take dick toys and not get off. Right. They're not finishing. And so what happens is, is that the prostate gets swollen which is what it's supposed to do when it's getting all this fluid. And then you don't release that fluid and you wind up potentially getting into prostatitis and complications. So I think the key for people to understand is the reason why people love getting off from an anal perspective is because the prostate is being stimulated. It's about four to six centimeters inside everybody's ass. And it's really towards the front of the ass. So Going in, you could actually palpate it. Um, it is mm-hmm. these two lobes that most people look at like a walnut, um, and that's usually the size of it. Um, and the key with it we spoke before is kind of the outside in. You break the prostate up into a right side and a left side, and whenever you're manipulating the prostate, you're supposed to go from the outside in on both sides. So you're out on the right side, working outside and then milking it towards the middle because the middle is where the connection is to the urethra and then obviously out through the cock. So with that being said, the gland swells and can get irritated. And the issue is that's where a lot of people from a penetration perspective will hit. If you're thinking about run mill sex, the key is for it to glide past it, create a positive heightened you know, stimulation and orgasm, but not to kind of pound it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the pounding, the direct hit I mean, to is each their own, though. Now you say, well, wait a second. 
in the older population where the prostate is quite bigger, you're laughing because we're talking about pounding. No, because like, because no, he like, said I like it, I take it that way. to know, each I their own. They, she's nasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think the key is for people to understand that even in a normal prostate, when you are having intercourse, it can get irritated. Now you're taking an older prostate, a larger prostate, and simple maneuvers that you and I would not feel other than pleasure. A lot of people are feeling irritation, pain, and some bleeding. And the reason is, is that the rectum and the prostate are literally paper thin. They're right next to each other. And what happens is now you can imagine if someone's prostate is getting swollen, it's encroaching into the rectum, right? It's encroaching into the lumen. So now anything that's going past it can cause significant amount of irritation from douching, from toys, from sex. And so it's just kind of something for us to really understand so that people are really understanding when, if they're having these issues, what, what it's coming from and how we can kind of work to prevent it from being an issue. So, so- as a bottom, uh-huh. no, I'm just saying as a bottom, as your <laughs> prostate starts to um, get larger, why is it important to avoid, you know, you talk in the video about certain positions and sex, which was where I was going to go. Go ahead. Yeah. Why is it important to avoid direct contact? I think that it's not like it's the end of the world because it feels good, but you have, there's a fine line between things feeling good and then turning into some pain. So some people with direct hitting the prostate, they'll be like, you know, sex is not really great. I feel discomfort. Um, And then I say, okay, well, how do we take the pressure off of that if the prostate is the issue? And it's making sure that we're kind of changing positions. Doggy style is actually a really good position because why most people's cocks are erect and up and if that's the case when someone's behind you it's actually going to take pressure off the prostate Um, it all depends on lots of different things where are you on the bed or the floor or the couch where what position are you in what position are is the pelvis what position is um what height are you versus the height of your partner or partners. There's lots of things that make a difference. But if you understand and conceptually can grasp where the prostate is and now take a step back and be like, oh, when I'm douching, I'm angling in that area. Well, every time you irrigate, it's going to hit that prostate and cause irritation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you angle more towards the tailbone. Same thing with toys. When you're using a toy, Think about like how you're entering the ass, and then if you're feeling that irritation, move the toy in an, in an angle that is going to be away from the prostate to try to see if minimizing that irritation is going to minimize the symptoms that you develop. Does it make sense, or is it complicated? No, it does. It does, but I do have a question. So you mentioned that most penises, if you're taking it doggy style, go straight you know they're they're erect but they sort of kind of curve up but there are times where you will most likely encounter people that might have a penis that curves to the left or to the right or down or you know might be 
L-shaped for, for God. It's all possible. My question is, for those tops who may not have your traditional penis, which erect and up, do you think that they need to be doing things differently to potentially avoid someone, uh, a bottom from experiencing discomfort when it comes to playing around and having sex and anally? Yeah, I think that obviously this goes back to just communication, right? I usually say that starting on top, the bottom starting on top for the first you know, positions that you're choosing is very wise because one, you're facing your partner or partners, you're able to see their faces and understand, is it a grimace? Is it pleasure? What is it? Also, you're, you're more in control because it really depends on where you're, you are. Let's say you're sitting on me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do you that. have our attention. I, I'm into it. Okay. I'm sitting on you. <laughs> if, if I move, if I move you towards me or away from me, just a little bit, there are little motions. You, however, my cock is positioned. It's now going to change its angle, right? You're changing your pelvis so that whoever you're, you're on top of, you're going to change the angle of their penetration. The thing that I see a lot is what happens is the tops are going in and then they're fully coming out. Mm -hmm. So every time they're going in and out, it creates more friction and the potential to hit the prostate or the side walls. Mm. In the beginning, once someone is in, you start to ride them in a way that you're understanding and trying to figure out how is their dick shaped? Where are we in terms of compatibility with kind of angles and lengths and this? I don't want it to be where it's so mechanical that you can't enjoy sex. Right. But it's just simple things of like maybe you just need to scoot forward or scoot back right. to get the cock to exactly the angle that we need to maximize the pleasure. If someone hits you and it's a negative uh, right it's a negative sensation just simple maneuvers may allow you to be like oh yeah it was actually a direct hit to my prostate and by moving forward or backward i'm able to get them to glide along it that that is the thought process that i want people to think about as you're relating from a bottom and and again as a top understanding your dick when you say that the guy may be curved down well that is then I would lay the bottom on their back so that when you're entering them, it is now not going to be a direct hit to the mm -hmm. prostate. It will angle much more from the colon as it relates to that or on the side. Those would maybe better positionings depending upon the angulation that you have. Right. So, right. so first, I, oh, I will say that um, I'm going to need an in-person demonstration. So we'll figure that out at some point. Uh, I'll email Lindsay. Um, but <laughs> so when, when we talk about the prostate and how it, uh, you know, it does in gets enlarged over time, are there ways to actually reduce it in size, or is that just kind of something that we have to deal with as we get older? Take less days. No. <laughs> definitely something that we have to deal with as we get older. But when you look at this, the data of prostate cancer and chronic prostatitis, a lot of it shows that the more you get off, the better. 
Um, and that jerking off really does help because even if you're not um, erect, the prostate is still doing its thing. So the reality is, is that, and that's why sometimes like you feel engorged where you're like, you just got to get off to empty it. I don't know. Has that ever happened to you guys? Where every single like, day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I jerk so, off that, every day. That, every day I jerk off. Yeah. Right. But that, that engorgement now think about the bottom that doesn't get off and has that sensation of engorgement, but yet doesn't release that. And now you're talking about this compounding effect where now the prostate can become this chronic, irritated, inflamed component that then leads you to more inflammation and irritation. Inflammation and irritation lead to precancer to cancerous changes. So when you look at the data, it's like, yeah, we should be jerking off two to three times a week, if not more, even if you don't feel sexy, just get yourself off to empty the fluid because what will happen is the prostate will shrink down to the region that it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Bottoms, I think, again, speaking like, how do I know my anatomy and try not to over kind of really do a direct hit. I said pound before and you guys are like, oh, like, awesome. I'm trying it's, to think of school other kids. words. Like, yeah. like sink my battleship. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anytime, Dr. G. Anytime. D1 <laughs> to F7. Um, uh, so what is prostatitis? It's basically irritation and inflammation of the prostate. It gets irritated. It's angry. Sometimes people feel like a blue ball sensation or that like the pelvis is so tight. Sometimes you have bleeding uh, or you'll notice that like when you come, the cum is a little pinkish or even so like it's brown. Sometimes that's older fluid that's there. Obviously, you know, the more you're jerking off, the more you keep the pump system going, the whiter, the kind of cleaners that it, it will be. If you start to see that it's a little bit uh, kind of mauve or a little bit, uh, you know, different colored brown and red, the key is you got to keep going. Sometimes you need antibiotics to help with the inflammation. Um, Advil, Motrin, jerking off, those are like the initials to kind of work with the prostate. And then sometimes you need a, a 21 days of an antibiotic to see if we can get you into a better space. Once you're in the better space, then the key is how do we prevent it from happening again? And that's where I think this is an important topic of conversation because I think people don't really look at it and understand from an anatomical perspective what its purpose is, what its function is, and how to keep the system going. It's a pump system, just like anything in your house. In order for it to work, you got to keep it going. It's like the same thing with these old cars. You got to turn the engine over every once in a while, you know? Do you hear that, Trish? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Yes, we all know I need to get fucked. No, but but here's the thing. So not only not only can you experience discomfort during sex, but an enlarged prostate could actually prevent you from even doing your, your basic, like taking a piss, you know? Exactly. And so a lot of these guys... Um, what will happen is they'll they'll talk about like getting up a lot during the night for this thing called overflow issues where the um, you, you can't empty the bladder fully because the prostate is not only getting big this way, but actually encroaching that lumen that we spoke about. Right. So there's lots that can be. 
But I think I'm seeing it a lot more because the older generation is now really looking at bottoming because they may have erectile issues where it's not functioning the way that they want to. And then what's happening is they want to be relevant in the sex world, which is so appropriate, Mm -hmm. right? Sex should be until we go, right? So, but one of the things that I am seeing is that there is this mild bleeding irritation. Um, And so what we work on is make sure that it's not a fissure, not a hemorrhoid, that it's not kind of HPV, anal cancer. We make sure that that's out of the equation. When I'm looking, a lot of times I could feel obviously the huge, large prostate, but also see that from douching and from the friction, the, the rectum is very irritated. It becomes very irritable. You could see that just with sex, that they're probably tearing these small little micro vessels and then they're bleeding, it's painful, and then it just sets the stage for just not being successful with sex. So would you say that for bottoms out there, to like kind of mitigate this issue, right, just make sure that you get off. So if you have a one-night stand, you get fucked, and you don't come. Go to the bathroom, make sure you jerk off and get it out. Should that be happening? I'm sorry, just to, and should that be happening immediately after sex? Or, for instance, I've known people that don't ejaculate during sex, but the next morning, you know. Yeah, I think it needs to happen right away, um, just simply, or, you know, within that, you know, you're going in to take a shower and clean yourself, just get yourself off. I think it's a, it's another issue to think about, like, why aren't you getting off with somebody inside you? There are some people that totally can, and then other that can't but the ones that can't uh, you can learn how to do that by using toys and jerking off with toys and trying to kind of get the components of the pelvic floor to work it's, it's interesting like if you put a toy in your ass and you try to urinate it's very difficult because for some because what happens is the ass and the front the components of the back and the front they're intertwined. And so a lot of times it's like, you know, most people can't shit and piss at the same time. They have to like either pee first, then shit (laughs) or shit and then pee. Uh, Unless it's like a lot of pee where like, no matter what you do, any push just push the pushes the piss out. But with that said, it's learning your pelvic floor. And by learning the pelvic floor, you could try to kind of create the mechanism where you can get off in the heat of that moment. Um, or if not, then like, dude, just come all over the fucking face, you know, yeah. or, or, or do something like at the end, just be like, you know, you got to bust that nut. I mean, oh that's, that's God, I love you. The See, I, I'd be like, stay right there. I'm not done. Do not move and do not pull out. And I just go to town. I'm the same way. But listen, it, it's, it's no joke. I mean, I was 13 years old when oh, I had God. an inflamed prostate and I had to, be brought into the emergency room. I feel like we've heard this story. They had to put a catheter in me. <laughs> and I had a catheter with a fucking bag yeah. on me for a week. And then when they finally removed that bag, this nurse looked at me and said, here you go. And she handed me some jelly packets and a catheter and said, you need to do this every two hours by yourself. And here I am, a 13-year-old boy, literally sticking a catheter up my penis every two hours so that I could release and finally, as the antibiotics yeah, were working. bladder training. You, you're training the bladder after it's like 
like have all this in the prostate because it's so irritated. That is some shit for a 13 year old to go through, but I did. And so I understand the pain. It was painful. And there's nothing worse than not being able to pee. And I mean for days before I went into the freaking emergency room and said, I, I, it, it hurts. It was so like painful. So I get it. Yeah. So, I get it. But I also think that people, you know, nobody's talking about the aging gay male, right? right. You know, nobody's really like that's saying, That's because after hey, like 25, you're, you're dead. Pretty much. That's right. And that's such bullshit, yeah, right? right? Everybody <laughs> is should be engaging and feeling yeah. pleasure and there should be no shame in that. Um, and that's what we pride from a bespoke perspective of like, hey, these are the issues. I don't have all the answers. I don't. And some people are like, oh, well, I don't have all the answers, but I'm more than happy to raise the awareness of like, hey, these are the issues that are going on in the community. And how do we as practitioners and people supporting others start to kind of think differently, um, even on the top side to say, well, wait a second, this is an older person. How do I now think along these lines of, oh, I may penetrate them this way so that it's more pleasurable for both him and I. It's just trying to kind of build the tools for all of us because we're all aging. That's the one thing we don't have control over is time. Mm -hmm. And the issue then is how do we kind of maximize as much as we can so that everybody wins. Right. Right. I do have a follow up question. So for those of you who are or for those of our listeners or anyone out there that may be a bottom, but they're not bottoming as much as they used to because of covid. You know, we've been quarantined for God knows how long. Um, and, and so there may be a situation where you didn't have access to a top that could help you along the way. What symptoms uh, can you experience that would give you an idea? Okay, I need to go see someone because my prostate is not right. Are there any specific symptoms that people should be looking for? Well, I think that we spoke a lot of them. One, just pelvic floor pain. This kind of like, you know, nagging in between the balls and the asshole is this thing called the perineum or the choda or whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, call the, choda, Yoda. the gooch, the whatever that is. But that's in technical terms, it's called the perineum. And a lot of people will have kind of the muscle is really taut there. The pelvic floor is just a little bit much more pressure. And we've all felt that. That's the pressure that you feel. And then once you kind of get off, you feel like there's a release of that pressure because that's where the prostate is literally sitting right on top of that. Um, Some of the bleeding stuff, if the cum is different colors, older color, kind of brownish to um, red and kind of pinkish hue. Um, Some people get fevers and chills and have, like you said, urinary issues. Uh, Those are all kind of aspects that are there. Obviously, you know, a full workup needs to be done. STDs, check in and out, make sure that we're not missing anything. Um, But when you do a palpation of someone's prostate that is irritated, one, it's painful. It's also boggy. It kind of feels like um, it's supposed to kind of just feel very, very smooth and kind of flush. When it's boggy, it's like it just feels kind of like a like a balloon. you, You touch it and you can kind of feel the fluid inside of it. Um, and then someone is, is in discomfort. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the pain and the mild discomfort that I'm feeling. Um, those are the things that people should look out for. Um, and then simple stuff, Advil, jerking off, baths, stuff like that. And then if things are persisting, 
then for sure to see uh, either a proctologist or a urologist and really work towards uh, getting us into a good space. Now, yeah. with the with the discoloration, I, I know you mentioned that a couple of times. Um, I For once, I, I had an experience that there was a while that I, I was not having any sexual intercourse whatsoever, none. You know, it's a, it's suffering with diabetes, it's something that happens with the medications. Yeah. And after like over like six months, I could say probably longer, I, you know, then I started becoming more active. And the first time I ejaculated, the semen was definitely a different color. Right. Um, and it was clumpy. It wasn't yeah. the norm. Yeah, so it, exactly. It, and, and that's the thing. Think about like that fluid is sitting in the prostate. And what it does is it does. It becomes this kind of clumpy, stale, old fluid. Yep. And some people, it's like it's even hard to get off the first couple of times. Like, I mean, I remember blue balls and like how difficult something is so painful to get off. But that's the key is, you know, we don't talk about the pump system and how do you just keep that system going? I get it. There's plenty of times you don't feel sexy of one bit. But the reality is, is that you just got to keep it going because at the end of the day, it will allow for the healthy system to keep being, you know, on top. Mm -hmm. and, and, and honestly, Literally. I mean, you've you're been the first doctor that's like gone into detail with that as far as I'm aware of. I mean, I've talked to plenty of doctors, especially when I, I was going through my issues, you know, and I, oh, it's just normal, it's hormonal, it's this, that, and it's kind of brushed off. But yeah. a lot of the information you're providing, had I known this two years ago, I would have definitely totally. been looking at, yeah, at different ways of, of, of finding treatment. Um, That's right. So That's right. I, and you I know, a lot of people are on that. different medications, a lot of antidepressants that we see and especially with COVID, um, all of these can cause uh, either erectile issues or sometimes what will happen is, is that um, in a good way, some people have premature ejaculation and they're using antidepressants to help with that because that's a side effect. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of people, you, you just lose that libido where you're just like you, don't, you have no desire whatsoever from a sexual perspective even to play on your own. But the realistic picture is, is that that's just not setting the stage for success, Correct. especially if we are looking at bottoms to say, hey, look, this is what we uh, you know, this is the, the life that we want. This is what we want from a desire perspective. But yet now the prostate is inhibiting that in some capacity. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty good on this topic. I don't know if anybody else has any other questions, but I do have one thing I want to ask you. Of course you do. Yeah, no. We, so He wants to know when he can sit, right? Because you, you mentioned, no, you invited. I've already, I've already sent an email. To uh, um, Appointments no, pending. No. You're, you're at four years, literally March 5th. 2018 joining us on the show we're at six years so we've been talking about you know reminiscing on the show i'm wondering if there's a moment that you want to share that one of your favorite moments or or whatnot for being a part of gay talk i know what mine is we got in trouble for it <laughs> yeah, I know. um i i don't know if i have like a I think there was one where, one episode I forget that we lost our shit. Oh, that was yeah. um, that's when that we was got with Jack. Trouble. Yeah, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh yes, that yeah, that is it. And then I remember we're, we got an email from your people. We're like, you need to treat these conversations a little bit more serious. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm sorry. That that was probably the best when we like. I don't think I think 
Yeah, we were all crying. Yeah, we were just yeah, laughing it was the pretty entire funny. time. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, think we, we actually the, named the episode Jack, Jack I'll, I'll Never, never Let Go. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That and I, so I would say... I would say that that was probably my my favorite, but I think I think what you guys are doing is so great, and I know you guys say to me and you you compliment me all the time, but the reality is is that you know uh, obviously to do it day in day out, weekly, monthly, and for all this stuff, it's a lot of work, and like you know, I believe me, I I make products, I do a lot of business stuff, I do this. Uh, it, it's not easy, and 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 a lot of people will get into it, and then they stop because their life just takes them in a different direction. So I think you know, just like applaud yourselves, and I commend all of you, you know, to keep this pushing and the narratives and the discussions and keep going with it because I think it's so needed, and you guys mm-hmm. have filled Absolutely. such a great void. Um, uh, and you know, I love you all. We love you we too. We love you too. Thank you, Doc. Of course, I've got one more thing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently came across an article about you and your husband and your two boys. And I would like to invite you to the show, not as a doctor, but as a father, and have a special episode if you would be willing to do that. Wait a yeah, I think that, that would be great. I was actually playing ping pong with uh, Phoenix here, and he's like, are you going on that? podcast i was like yes like i would like to go back on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably the best guest we ever had no <laughs> seriously, seriously we love phoenix i mean he's like what was it that we asked him like uh, he was talking about trump yes he was <laughs> we were that was when we were all a little bit well we're still bitter but yeah. it still was probably quite bitter at oh, that the, point. Yeah. but no i think I think that would be great. I mean, uh, you know, we'll have to coordinate uh, a time to do it. Um, and uh, I would probably say it may be better to do like me, Andy, and one of the kids. <laughs> yeah. Just because I think we'll get like more out of it as we do. Oh, we'll figure it out. But yes, 100%. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm more than that. Especially to talk about surrogacy and some of the questions that they ask. And now the kids are 10 and they want to know like their biological mom and and uh, and all that type of stuff that comes to it, I think it could really help from uh, from a listening perspective. That's yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait. And we will certainly be respectful of the fact that we're talking about your family and yeah. try not to be as crass as we normally are. So, oh no, 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 leave it's it up to good. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just let Phoenix, you know, run the conversation because he seems to be pretty awesome at it. So that that's amazing. No, but a hundred percent, and we'll coordinate. Look forward to it. All right, great. Well, that's wonderful. Well. Dr. G, as always. Happy thank anniversary. You. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Know. you. Happy anniversary. Keep going, boys. I'll expect Keep I'll going. expect the ring on this one eventually. And and get ready because she's going for a ride. He's already like taken. Yeah, I know. That's uh, never stopped. I you. love you all. This is my exit. Thank you, Dr. G. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. The amazing Dr. Evan Ghostin is always, that man is just incredible. He gives me all the feel goods. Every time we have him on the show, no matter what you're talking about, it just feels good. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think? That's awesome. So, um, yeah. Like, where the t- fuck was he at when I was having issues? That's, that's why it's so important that we do have him on because there are so many things that people don't ask their doctors. Right. Their doctors don't tell them. Oh, their doctors yeah. don't know about. I mean, I've gone to see him. You've gone to see him. <laughs> he had his finger up your booty. Yeah. But there are like things that I had no idea. My doctors would never. Did uh, he play with your prostate? Come on, confess. 
No, he didn't go that far. It was all recorded. It was all- <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, but it, Trish no. was outside the other door. Like, oh, I know. She heard. She heard. And she was like, she that heard. motherfucker. I'm going to cut him. Have you ever had anything up there before? <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to have him on for people in our community um, to... Answer the questions that sometimes are never asked, but you've experienced them. Yeah, Jay, I thank mean, you for being honest yeah, about something that you went through that he brought up today. And you, Absolutely. Like you said, where I were mean, you two I, years I was ago? Fucking clueless. I had no idea. And I'm like, what? So the maybe hell? someone I mean, right now who's listening is two months into the six months that you went into, right. be like, oh, if I just rub it out tonight, maybe I'll yeah, be okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, like just, you, you, you never know. It's like if one day you start like fucking pumping out brown sugar, it's like it's time. Yeah, there's to, an issue. Yeah, I need to start jerking yeah, off. If, if, yeah, it was, if it's yeah. coming out looking like hummus, then you just gotta do it a little more often. Don't get a pita chip. Go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're horrible. We are. We're going to hell in a fruit basket. I actually started decorating mine a decade ago, so you know, just yep. getting ready. That's right. I'll make daiquiris. Yeah. Okay. No, make me a lychee martini. Okay, we'll have some lychees in that fruit basket. Straight to hell with a lychee. I yeah, think there's right. still some lychee liquor in there. The Soho? Y'all, I'll be checking that out in a minute. <laughs> okay. I think so. I hope so, because I really... Maybe we used it all. We probably used it all. Yeah, yeah we're, but, we were drunks. I mean, we're still drunks, yeah, but yeah. We were. Okay. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we did, you guys serve, did you guys make it uh, through February? No, we didn't even do it. Oh, no, you didn't? didn't? No. That didn't even begin. Oh, because I, I think the. I started. I was five days in, and then no, I went yeah. out with him and Elsie, oh, yeah. and I we had was, shots and drinks. Yeah, I started too, and then I was like, no, fuck it. And, and then like, I had my friend Jack. <laughs> shouldn't drink, but I could. Well, here was the thing. Oh, a story. Right? So, like, I was visiting my family in Florida, uh-huh. and then I got stuck in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then I was supposed to not be drinking. You already said you're in Florida. And I would have to like, drink. That's not but I was stuck with my family. And so she had to. So I forgave yeah. her. Yeah, We're going to pick another month and try it again. But nothing beats when my dad took a gummy and had a martini. Oh, shit. He was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Best moments ever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Dr. G, I mean, that was that was good. That was a yeah, good episode. He's always good. good. He's yeah. always good. That I have good. a lot of respect for the work that he does. There's not many doctors out there that cater specifically to um, LGBTQ plus folks or specifically gay men. Yeah, um, and I think that's also important. And I, I think it's also a good point to, uh, to state, like, for instance, when you're discussing stuff with your doctors, like even in recent years, uh, they have the my chart. Now, with all your medical providers and all your infos there, and you can provide. I just recently, within the past six months, changed my sexual, you know, sexual orientation to bisexual on record because it needs to be on record. Medically, for your care, you know, you need to be able to discuss that before. I was like, to me, it was so taboo, like, oh, this doctor's going to. Yeah. Presume, but you you got to stop giving a fuck what the doctor presumes, but and make sure you, that you're you're taking care of yourself. And if you don't feel that the doctor's providing you with the correct care, right? Find the right motherfucker right. for so you. So right. trust is important. <laughs> yes. If you walk into your doctor's office and for whatever reason anything that you said triggers a response in him that makes you feel unsafe, absolutely, or you're not feeling like you're being heard. Walk out. Right. You have options. You don't have to see that medical profession professional. And if that medical professional is not really coming through for your needs, 
find someone else. There's a lot of doctors out there that are members of our community that could be a little bit more understanding and also maybe have better, better options for you as a, as a member of our community. And haven't we posted um, something uh, after working with Dr. G of doctors that are, are, um, suited to serve the LGBT community. So you can always look into that to find um, a local physician near you that uh, cares about the community. I think he was shocked that it was like four years in. What? I couldn't believe that oh, was four yeah. years in. Two years. She forgot about 2020 and 2021. They were thinking, like, you were thinking about good. me two years. Right? <laughs> so it's insane. It's time flies. It's insane. Time, time flies, flies when you're on Prozac. Yeah, I say that all the time. time. All right. Well, we're coming on towards the end of the show. We do have to wrap things up. And uh, it was an amazing episode. Yeah. I think. A conversation on. Um, this went super fast today for some reason. Ties, or at I, least I feel like it did. Yeah. It, it, literally, we've been recording for an hour and about 20 minutes um that includes music that we played during the live stream so yeah we've been on so anyway let's move it along uh i'm gonna toss it over give people some love and uh i'm gonna start with trash so let me just give her her love and we're gonna jump into mama kim's minute so trash you ready yeah i miss thank you all right everybody here's mama kim's minute there are two types of men there's Ukrainian President Zelensky. Love him. And then there's Ted Cruz. Number (laughs) number two, uh, new study shows the surprising reason gay men excel at school more than straight men, Chris. I'm doing all right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Biden calls out onslaught of anti-trans laws in State of the Union address. Which was important. It was very monumental. It's not the first time that, you know, um, issues related to the LGBTQ plus community have been mentioned. Obama did it in his last State of the Union before he left the presidency. Um, then I don't remember the next four years after that. And then we jump into Biden. And I think, you know, Biden, even on day one, Jen Psaki, who's his press secretary, the White House press secretary, came out and started, you know, from day one saying that where the uh, Biden White House stood on, you know, um, transgender rights and what they were going to do uh, to some of these states that were passing these anti-trans bills uh, that were going into effect in a lot of states. So that's great. All right, so which one of you two would like to do this? Go for it. All right, well, I, your baby? I, you, all right, it's I'll your baby. It. I'll give yes. it to you, and I'll give you some love. Let me see. Is this the right one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't heard that in a while. Yep. Okay. I love that. So on this day in gay history... Uh, a judge rules that LGBT youth allowed to continue, unfortunately, living in a sewer. Um, March 7th, 2014, in Jamaica. Jamaican police once again attempted on March 5th of 2014 to evict homeless LGBT youth from the sewers in New Kingston. The youth resisted since they had nowhere else to go, having already been evicted from an abandoned uh excuse me, evicted from abandoned buildings that were torn down so they could not return. Those arrested for resisting went to court and were fined for swearing, but the judge otherwise ruled in their favor, saying that the sewers are public places and the youth may return there. Dwayne's House, the organization working to care for Jamaica's LGBT homeless youth, paid the fines. And I believe uh, donations, it's cut off here, but donations can be made to Dwayne's House. Uh, in New Kingston, and I think we'll look into where that can be 
right. somewhere yeah, where there. they can be sent to. But uh, yeah. that's on the stay in gay history. Right. And it's incredible to, to think that this is, it hasn't even been 10 years. This is 2014. Yeah. Right. Um, and things like this are still happening around the world. You know, my heart goes out to the people of Ukraine and members of our community that are, that are within, you know, Ukraine, who, if you're a male, 19 years of age or older, you can't leave. 60. They, you can't leave. They won't let you leave. You have to stay and fight. And most of them do. Most, and there's so a, the, there's the, actually a lot of women that have chosen to also stay back right. and fight. So. Yeah, politicians. It yeah. is incredible to see the, the resolve of the Ukrainian people um, over the past, you know, two weeks. We're going on week two now yeah. uh, of this unnecessary conflict, um, you know, at the hands of, of a dictator. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, there was dick. some... <laughs> there was an article that I noticed popped up. I'm not going to be able to find it now. Excuse me. But when Dr. G was on about LGBT soldiers um, having captured Russian soldiers that they found, and they're working to fight tyranny and fight um, Russia's anti-LGBT um, propaganda, propaganda laws. laws and violence, um, sanction. um Pushed by President Putin at the time. Yo, right here. Russian soldiers reportedly captured what? I wish you were here last week. So, you know, Kadyrov, obviously, you know, uh, his uh, right hand man uh, was murdered. Well, not murdered. He was killed in in Ukraine. In Ukraine? Yeah. Like his right hand man was like fighting as a Russian soldier. Yeah, he had like a big beard. He was Mm -hmm. fighting as a Russian soldier, came into Ukraine and was murdered. Hmm. Yep, last week we reported that on the show. He was mor- murdered, or he like well, well killed. He died. He, yeah, he d- died. He died. Killed in action. He died yeah. as an, in, an invading. Yes, so, invading yes. someone else's sovereignty. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, well, well. Yeah, that's what happens when you invade someone's country. Yeah. And uh, I'm know, not happy that people are dying. Of course not. But yeah. the, right here, the one of the soldiers that was saying, um, a gay Ukrainian activist and soldier says LGBTQ community members in Kharkiv found Russian soldiers in a basement. Uh, they were using, and they took the soldiers captain, uh, captive. They sit, go on to say that, quote, this is our war, the Ukrainians, but we have also been fighting as LGBT people, and I'm sure that the comrades in Kharkiv understand that, and that we are confronting a tyrannical homophobic enemy. Right, and Kharkiv, if you don't know where that is, is on the northeastern side of Ukraine, um, closer to the border of Russia, and then Kiev is like south of Chernobyl, and, you know... You move west, you've got Poland, and which has been doing incredible humanitarian work, um, you know, and in, in taking in some a lot of these refugees along with all of the other states, neighboring states. So it's just so sad. There's a lot that we can do. I mean, I've been donating money to the um, Ukrainians. I did it through CNN Impact. You can go right. on their website, CNN, I believe, dot impact. Um, you can donate there. I heard a story that people are booking Airbnbs. That's yep. something that I want to try. Um, I, I'm a little skeptical, right? Because you just never know where these stories come from. But but I'm doing some research on it because if it's if it's true, there is no better way to get money directly to the people um, mm-hmm. who are being affected, and especially those. You mentioned the story about Airbnb. There was this one person who um, someone reached out to them and asked if they could rent their Airbnb. They weren't going to show up, but they wanted to rent it anyway. He was like, that would be great because currently I'm renting my Airbnb, not renting it, but using it as a ways to house people who are homeless currently and can't leave. And so 
whatever you can pay will greatly help them. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. The, the stories is just it's just heartbreaking. Well, your favorite person as well, the Queen, made a generous donation to uh, Ukrainian refugees. Which Queen? Queen of England. The Queen. Oh, <laughs> the Queen. Yeah. Her Majesty. And it's very rare for her to make personal donations, so this is weird. Right. Even look at Switzerland. Switzerland, Switzerland always... followed with the sanctions that right. the rest of the European right. Union put in place. Switzerland is always neutral, but they're always. like, but we're not going to stand for um, this bullshit. Yeah, yeah we're not going to stand for anti-democratic authoritarian. You know, and all I can say is this. We need to, there needs to be a ban on all income or money that well, is related it, it looks, to their energy it looks like market. It's, yeah, it looks like it's, it, those, those have, are starting right. mm-hmm. uh, gradually. I, I believe... Um, Netflix just a whole um, bunch of them. Apple, Netflix, Netflix Apple, Mastercard, yeah. Visa, Mastercard, Visa. Yep. It, it, a lot of again, private sector yeah, companies again, are pulling it, out. It is, it is killing their economy. But on top of that, it's also hindering people that you know that they're living at a day and age where it, this is part of their everyday life. Mm-hmm. So it's not just hindering the the government, which kind of you know needs to be, but everyone else that that really has no say on this yeah. war. I just it's wish someone would take out Putin. I mean, that, that's what I said. I honestly, call his like, bluff. We've had two years that we don't remember, literally can't account for. And now you're going to do this. You're right. an asshole. Right. Just literally just call his bluff, declare a no fly zone. And he ain't going to do shit. And then just yeah. somehow go and well, just hope well, he's in well, the Kremlin yeah. and just flatten it. I, I think part of, part of the fear with that is also that nuclear war. Yeah. Well, they're saying the nuclear bomb that he has is like ten times bigger than Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they were saying that as an example, if they were to drop the bomb on New York, it will wipe out the entire five boroughs, and it would uh, affect like borders Jersey, upstate New York, and Connecticut. Yeah, that's how bad you know. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, do we really think that he's going to do it? Nationwide, or would he be able to get it near here? I mean, the second we got a whiff of a Russian plane in our direction or a Russian sub, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this. None of us are military strategists, but right, of course, it's scary. At the end of the day, it's scary. Right, it's all. I mean, it's the Cold War all over again. And for those of you who didn't live through that, it's a warm. It's a lukewarm. I don't think it's It's lukewarm. I mean, this man is deranged. If we thought Donald Trump was bad, and I don't even say that name on air, um, you know, this man is crazy. Crazy. Just did. You just. I just did. I know. So (laughs) all right. So fuck Trump. Anyway, ladies and gents, (laughs) our hearts are with the people of Ukraine, and we hope that um, you know eventually this gets resolved in a way that's that's favorable for them because they are fighting hard and. Truly, our hearts are with them. So I want to take a moment to thank you all for joining us on today's show. If you love our show, make sure that you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon. As a Patreon subscriber, you can help support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. And we're super, super appreciative. So um, that being said. Send me some uh, money. No. Jack, uh, <laughs> Jay? Uh, next week we welcome, I don't know, it's all about the dish again, isn't it? No, right. yeah. no guest yet. That's but I terrible. guess we're going to do some more flashbacks. and uh, right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Continue with the fun. Maybe we'll bring an old guest back. 
Maybe. Who? I don't know. Uh, oh, she's going to do some work. She's feeling inspired. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Lord. Lord, have, I'm, now I'm nervous. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You scare me. Eh, you should be. Well, I know. I know. All right. Well, now, here's Nick with his uh, weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there. Uh, Want to make sure your buttholes are on point. Not only can you take the information that was shared with us today with the amazing Dr. G, but we've got some other things that you can use that are, are at your disposition for uh, making sure things are right. So here we go. Stop touching my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, everybody. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. Yes, Felicia. All right. Chris? We're here, and it's been a while, but I'm going to stay safe because I don't know where you guys have been, so I'm going to go ahead and put a rubber well, we on it. We don't know where you have been. <laughs> <laughs> it's better for everyone. Let's put a rubber on it. As always, our show is available on our website, GayTalk20.com, under audio podcasts. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Okay. You can find us on social media at Facebook, GayTalk2.0, Instagram at GayTalk2.0, Twitter at GayTalk20, email GayTalk2.0 at GayTalk20.com. All right, Nick, close this out. What? Oh my God. Trish, okay. Take it away. If you need to reach out to us, head over to our website and click on the Contact Us tab at the top of our browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host, and much more. You can also call us and leave a question via voicemail. We can answer your questions on the show. Just call 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need those digits, it's 334-429-8255. Don't forget, this show streams live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on digitalstreamradio.com. Ladies, gentlemen, and in-betweens, that is our show. Thank you and have a good night. Bye! Bye! Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.